Hi, this is Christopher Lewis. And Jamie Villamore. And welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. Hello, hello, guys. We're at the beautiful Virgin Hotel at the Aaliyah Beach Club with my co-host, Jamie Villamore. Yes, it's What's a little windy on, here. I love you, Travis. A little windy. Thank you for taking care of us. Sticky <laughs> Travis, we need like, to put like a windscreen right here to protect us. It's getting too windy yeah. and too loud. So, guys, we have an amazing guest today. I mean, this dude has seen it and done it all. I mean, he travels the world. He's a... Um, Award multi-platinum award-winning musician who has played lead guitar for some of the biggest bands in the world, including Guns N' Roses and his current band, 6AM. Please yes. welcome Asper to the show. Thank you. What's up? Thanks for Woo! having me. Yeah, this is, a, this is like a treat <laughs> for us I'm going to do my best to hear you over here <laughs> with all the music going I'm going to try to focus all my vocals this way so to make it actually happen. So you might not see much of my face on screen, but we'll continuously go this way. Perfect. I'm so super excited. Like I feel like we have a big rock star. I, in I, the house. You know what? I'm like, yeah. I'm looking at him like I'm trying to keep my. You know, like those guys when you see someone that's starting, like, "What's up, man?" And I'm just trying to keep my cool. So I'm like, "Holy God, it's holy shit!" You know, that's how I feel right about now. So I'm not gonna go there. I appreciate. You know, that. you're welcome. But no, you are. You're like, dude, you're a legend, man, in my Thank eyes. You. So we're Thank happy you. to have you here. What are you working on right now? I am working on a brand new project. About four years ago. Four and a half years ago, uh, I've been a, you know, I love all, all genres of music, but one that's always intrigued me was EDM. And I just saw kind of a, a real opportunity uh, if I could inject my world into that world uh, as a producer, songwriter, and a guitarist, what would it sound like? What would come out the other end? And, and so it's more of an experiment than anything. I went in the studio and uh, put all of my genres, influences in a blender and just, uh, and what came out was really unique and Universal signed it immediately and it's just called Ashba. It's, uh, they're saying, not me, but uh, Universal is like, you've created a new subgenre of EDM called, and we're gonna call it GDM, called nice. Guitar Dance Music, yeah. so. Wow, and right. where can we hear this? Uh, well, we have three videos out right now, three okay. singles, uh, Hypnotic, uh, featuring Callie Tucker, and you can go to my Spotify, Ashba, and uh, YouTube, it's Ashba Official. Ah. And uh, yeah, we have videos. Uh, there's a song called Let's Dance featuring James Michael, yeah, my that's singer a good one. for 6 a.m. Yeah, and we did a Christmas song, so what yeah. is it out yet? Yeah, it is. It came out uh, last December, and it's I took like a collage, it's like a collage. I took five, four or five Christmas songs and combined them into one. And it's called the Christmas Storm. So, oh my yeah. God, that's I great! Love it. Have yeah. you Super heard? Fun. Did you have you heard so any of the I, new when stuff? when we researched him, yes. you know, you as well, um, I pulled up all your videos. I was like, this is fucking awesome! Like, yeah. and so I feel like, so I'm a big EDM person, and I love what you're doing, by the way, because Thank I feel you. like, you know. Um, Quite frankly, you know, music is just—it's just, just there's just open, endless range of just stuff, and like you combining EDM with what you're doing, it's just the next path for you, and I think it's brilliant, by yeah, the way. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, do you have a studio inside your house? I do. Yeah, I record all of all of the stuff for the most part that I'm involved in, whether I'm, you know, o over the past, like I co-produced Motley Crue, out of my 
home studio. Nice. Neil Diamond out what? of my home studio. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. that's incredible. A lot of the 6 a.m. stuff is done between uh, James Michael's studio. The bulk of it is done at his place, but I usually end up cutting a lot of my guitars out of my place. So you guys just trade tracks, right? And yeah, just build yeah, upon it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So this is new stuff that I'm like learning. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, so. I know his beautiful wife. Yes. So um, that's kind of how we connected yeah. was through um, your wife, Natty, who yeah. is also kind of getting involved. Do you want to talk a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, she just started uh, her music career, too, which oh, is, is she great. doing that yeah. as well? That's She's great. singing Latin music, and it's really cool, and I'm super proud of her. And uh, she dropped her first single. I can't even pronounce it because I can't speak Spanish, <laughs> right, but it's but dope. I'm like, whatever she's saying, it I'm in love and it's so sexy. <laughs> That's all like, that matters. Anything in Spanish like, sounds sexy yeah. as fuck anyway. I don't know what she's saying, but I like it a lot. <laughs> it's like hypnotic. You know, when you listen to like a girl singing in Spanish, like, yeah. okay, I'm sold. Yeah. I don't know what she's saying. She could say my asshole is like fucking like your <laughs> oh shirt says. I bleached my asshole yeah, for this yeah. and it sounds fucking <laughs> sexy as hell. You know, so... No, we're, so, just, we're just having fun, you know, eight years of marriage on the 23rd of this month, and we're just having a good time, you know. That's great. Just, and how, like, incredible that now she's kind of getting into your world a little bit. Yeah. Is this something that she's always wanted to do, or do you think you had influence in that? I don't I don't know. I, I really haven't thought about it. I think it's just something she's finally going for. It's a passion. I think she's just finding finding her own you know finding herself i don't i wouldn't think i had anything to do with that right i, I don't know i haven't thought I about that but i'm proud yeah. of her she's right. you know she's doing something she's really passionate about and she's out there killing it and but that's why it's such a good match though because it's like even though you said i didn't i don't know if i've had anything to do with it but you're inspiring to her yeah. to help her like explore her craft yeah you know that's yeah. the beauty of it yeah i don't know i mean it, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't look at myself that way. I just kind of do what I do, and it's weird when people like meet me. They almost have to remind me, like you're that guy, because I don't look at myself like other people do. I just, you know, you're only as good as your last song. So once that's, that's done, I'm on to focusing on the future of where I'm going with my career. I, I probably should stop and smell the roses and go, wow, you've kind of done some cool stuff, but. I think I'm just so focused and passionate about the path I'm right. on that, wow, you know. Well, I think you're doing incredible things and always very humble when I've been around you. So I, I would say that you definitely have some influence in, in her life in that way. And I, I have to commend you because I feel like some people would, and, and I don't want to, I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but they're almost like, hey, this is my path, my career, yeah. like you do this. So the fact that you're open to that and letting her create, I think is pretty amazing. I think, so. I think it's cool. You know, I, I wish nothing but the world for her, you know, it's like she deserves that. You know, me, it's like if I can help out in any way, give some advice or whatever, I do. But other than that, I kind of just kind of just let her let her yeah but like you said though ash but it's like what you just said right there it's like you can like show her the path but they eventually have to do it they're on their own i mean there's nothing but that's why it's such a good match though yeah you know because it's like everyone needs a mentor but it's like that person has to do the work yeah you know you can only do so much but if they don't do the work they're not going to be able to do what they're doing and yeah i mean i i have a lot to be thankful for her too because i mean there was a time like I met her on tour and when I was with Guns N' Roses, I was in Rome and I met her there. 
and I, I mean we were destructive like I, I was I was on a mission I I'm pretty confident I wouldn't be alive had I not crossed paths at that point in my oh, life with her because we were drinking from morning till night like just playing three and a half hour concerts I mean it could have been a good path ahead where <laughs> and although the drinking and partying really didn't stop it definitely came you know it, we we slowed down a bit you're like there's a dead end coming up yeah, somewhere, somewhere. And there's a it's door not that's it's like, not that's looking wall. good but yeah. she's really uh kind of helped put me on a on a much uh I mean, I path. feel like in this, like, industry, eight years, that's pretty fucking amazing. It's a yeah. lifetime. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. clearly, you guys are doing something right. So, what would you say the biggest, like, what, how do you how do you make it work? I think communication. I think just supporting each other. Um, you know, relationships are hard. No yeah, matter they what. Are. They're really difficult. And I'd, I'd be lying if I said it's all been roses. Right. It hasn't. You know, we've we've had our ups and downs, but somehow I think communication is the biggest thing. Miscommunication has been the worst thing because I don't speak Spanish. She speaks like four languages, and I can barely speak English. And uh, so it's pretty bad when your wife's correcting you, like how to spell words uh, in English. I was just, I was like, just about oh. to say, well, I can see a fight when you guys fight. It's like, she's like, like fiery. I was going to say she's cussing at me like, and he's like, I don't know what you're saying to me, but I know you're mad at me. That's yeah, all yeah, I know. I would just yeah. look at her and be like, whatever you want. You're yeah, so hot. Exactly. Exactly. That's probably what kept us together. Like, I don't even know what she's saying. Same, half the but time. you just look at her and you're like, yeah. whatever you want. I just want, piss babe. her off sometimes just because it sounds hot. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. No, I'm kidding. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool. It. You know, we've had a great run, and uh, you never know how long the run will last and you never know how where this world's gonna lead you but you just gotta yeah. enjoy every day that's great you know yeah. so. I love that so I'm gonna spin this now everything we just talked about guys is exactly what we're gonna be discussing on this episode um, and it's basically about being your authentic self so the topic today Ashba it's called seal of approval okay. that's the name of this topic and so it's like we all have those moments of trying to fit in you know yeah. and everything you just said right now it's like and sometimes pretending to be someone that you're not just to be a part of the group or the gang isn't who you really are whether you're doing it as a teen you know learn to find your way in high school or whatever you know it's because it's very awkward stage for them or just moving to a new town and trying to find a new social group right so we all just like are trying to fit into find some place to belong so this whole episode now that we've discussed a little bit of your background as a kid we're gonna we're gonna go down memory lane <laughs> with you it. right now okay Let's do it. so as I'm a down. kid now were you a conformist or were you just like, you know, or did you, were you a kid that beat your own drum? I, I've always beat my own drum, okay. but you know, I think in the very beginning, uh, really young kid, when you're going to school, you're trying to, absolutely trying to fit in. But I learned fairly early on that I just was different than everybody else. Okay. And I just, no matter how hard I tried, I just didn't fit in. And, and I always felt that. I remember, I remember being in tears screaming at my mom going I don't fit in here I don't belong here I don't know where I belong but I just I'm not like these other kids I'm different than them and and I always knew I was different and I thought it was a bad thing until you get older and you realize it's actually a great thing to be a little different than you know be yourself because everybody else is taken you know don't try to follow a path that's already been laid out in front of you I've always tried to carve my own path and I found by taking chances that's where all of my successes come from that's great it's just having the balls to fucking go down a path that everybody else is 
kind of taking the safe road, you right. know. And so when you were, um, you talked about your mom, for instance, right? Do you yeah. feel like she was a catalyst in helping you direct you? You know, like all those moments. You know, I mean, you, all, you know that we <laughs> Unfortunately all. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in a very religious family, okay. and okay. I grew up without a TV. Um, not that we couldn't afford it; it's just against the religion. So it's basically. It's called Apostolic Christian. It's basically uh, Amish with electricity. I'm sorry, did you say Amish? Electricity really? basically oh, is wow. what it was. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to grow up like the other kids, you know, and I grew up without a father. And uh, so all I really had living in basically the country was a piano. So I was up on a piano when I was three years old. And I was playing my first recital at five years old in front of a church audience um, playing Ode to Joy or whatever. but And then I was detasseling corn for a whole summer to buy my first guitar out wow. of a Sears catalog. Okay. And that's kind of how it started. So, you know, I had to find out ways, figure out ways how to stay creative in my right. own head. So when did you find your niche though? You know, like, so I guess what I'm asking, like for instance, I'm gonna give you, so I'll give you a story. So for me, you know, my, we were the Huxtables growing up. You know, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a psychiatrist. Oh, my mom's a, sorry. My mom's a, you know, I'm off balance. So psychiatrist and like doctor, right? So um, me and my sister is the only black kids in this whole white area. And so it's the thing where it's like, not trying to fit in because I, I felt like, well, what's the point? So when someone goes, you know, hey, you know, you don't act black. And so for me at a young age, it's like, I learned how to go, what does that mean? You know, yeah. what's acting black? And so it finally became a thing of saying that I guess I'm just who I am. Yeah. So it helped me to push me to who I am today of just being my authentic self. Whereas yourself, like, when did you find your, you know, everybody finds that strive, like, you know what, I'm just who I am. I'm going to do what I want to do. How old were you? When I, I, I was probably pretty young on, but that's why I asked about your family because my mom was very supportive of me going, look, she goes, I know that you seem like you're different, but you're not. Yeah. It's just that you just have to just be who you are. Right. And so she mentored, always pushed out of me saying that you can be whoever you want to be, just be your true self. Right. And so when people meet me, like even talking on the phone and what you said about you earlier, which I have to say, which is very true, talking on the phone yesterday for like five minutes, I hung up and I told my girlfriend, I go, holy shit, that guy's fucking awesome. I go, mm -hmm. that's going to be my friend. Like that, because you know, because you're so easy gone and you're yeah. very, you have a very likable characteristic. Thank it's you. rare when you meet someone like that right off the bat to sit there and go holy shit you know so that's that's praise to I you i feel like the look is intimidating but once you sit down and talk to you you're like wow this guy has so many layers and he's so fucking incredible i have a big heart <laughs> uh, I, I felt that like okay. from the moment that i met you like even though it was like i don't know if you remember yeah. but it was at your store you have yeah. a store yeah. um and i had two with me i won't yeah. say who they were yeah. but like I knew from the moment I met him, yeah. like I kind of picked up on his energy and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, he's you have a, a really keeper. good energy. Yep. He's yeah. a fucking keeper. Yeah. So I even told Natty, I was like, wow. Um, yeah. So that's cool. that, See, that's that was easy really for cool. you. So like, so finding your who you are, it shouldn't, that's, you it know, shouldn't have been that hard. The, the, the one thing that I still have the same friends from high school. Okay. I, I, I mean, my best friend is a FedEx driver. You know, it's like. You know, I love that. a lot of my, a lot of, so awesome. a lot of my, uh, industry friends, it's all about, you know, I got to be seen with the right people in this. Okay. And, and to me, I don't care about somebody's outer shell. I care about what's inside. Like I really, truly care. 
if somebody has a, a good heart, good intentions, and that's who I want to hang out with. It's not, oh, they have tons of money and they're famous. Right. I could give two shits. But about at the them. beginning, though, so let's back there. Yeah. So I, I hear what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Like whoever I mean, I'm like, I don't care if you got a billion dollars or one dollar. Like I don't ask. I don't care. I just like you for you. Right. How did you like? You know, we all get we all get caught up in a scene. Like you know, the, you know, laughing about the drinking thing. <laughs> we all get caught up, Ashwell. Yeah. Jamie can laugh right now too because I don't care what you've done in your past. We've all caught. We've all gotten caught up. So how do you finally go, you know what? I am who I am. Like, you know, because we all get um, starry-eyed. Yeah. You know, so how did you come back down to earth and realize that point? You know what? It's like, I'm just who I am. I don't need to like schmooze in front of this and that. Even though, yes, it's going to benefit your career here and there. So how did you, how do you find that balance? I think it was when I moved out when I was 16 years old. And I, I never... I was the one kid in the family that never called home for a dime, but I moved to L.A. when I was 20. Okay. And I moved by myself. And from where? From where? From a little town called Fairbury, Illinois. Wow. So it was a town of 1,500 people. Yeah. And I remember getting in my little purple minivan, and I dated the same chick all the way through junior high from sixth grade till I graduated. Okay. You know, I, I uh, have the tendency of always staying in things way too long. Um, but, you know, I told her, I just knew, I go, one day I'm going to move to L.A. and become a rock star. That's great. Um, I didn't realize how long, how hard that road was going to be, but I just knew. I, it was, it's kind of weird to me when people are 30, 40, and they're like, I don't know what I want to be. I have always known. Okay. From, from a very early age, when I picked up my guitar when I was nine, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is what I'm going right. to do. I didn't know to what capacity. Yeah. Like, I had no idea I was going to play in one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah, I had no amazing. idea. And that wasn't even in my okay. sight, but I knew this is where my heart's at. The music is where so it's So talk at. about that. You moving here at a young age and 20, getting in your car. That's what we were saying. Like, you know, you're going to a new city. How did you, were you by yourself or was your girlfriend with you? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. No, no, I left her in the driveway okay, so, crying. Oh my gosh. So, okay, so now that you but have bad blood behind you and you're moving, like, but it wasn't me. a mean thing. It was, right. it was, I don't know. It was just, time to go. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, I, I had told her ever since like seventh, eighth grade, when I graduate, now, right. graduating was important to me for whatever reason, but I, I wanted to move. I knew so give I us a move. snippet of that moment of you coming to L.A. like, and you just not knowing anyone, or did you know some people? I knew I knew one guy. Okay. His name, uh, God, what was his name? Um, shit. It, it's a, oh. This is so bad because I do know him, and he's a good friend of mine. But my it's my friend, come to you. we'll call him yeah, L.A. It'll come Hi, to L.A. Me. <laughs> uh, God. Well, Bob Moulton uh, back home was uh, he actually was going to move. He was the big kind of hometown guitar player and I looked up to him I was like god I wish I could play like this guy um, and he goes hey man I'm gonna move to LA and I was like man if, and I was younger I was like can I go with you because he was just gonna go out to see what it was like right he goes yeah fucking come along so it was the first time I ever left February Illinois I got in a plane I remember flying over LA going it just never ended and I was like I remember thinking how the fuck am I gonna get everybody down there to know my name one day like, that's awesome and that's just LA that's right. not the world so right. I, yeah and then I ended up moving out I fell in love with LA I ended up moving out and I remember calling Bob going I'm ready let's go I got my minivan I got the U-Haul let's go he goes I'm not going oh. I was like what are you talking about you gotta go dude and uh, to this day he's he's back home still kicking ass okay. on the guitar but 
Uh, I'm really happy that I took that. The leap of faith. I, I mean, but, leap, but he know? inspired you to do that. And it's funny that a lot of people don't do that, which is, yeah. that's an amazing story. I mean, I love the fact that, but once again, you knew at a young age that that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. I the think it's incredible that you knew and you've literally stuck oh, to wait, it. Vince. That Vince, was his name. I knew, I knew. <laughs> sorry, I Vince. Up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm hungover today, so my brain ain't working. No, Vince Aqua. Vince. Okay. okay, so he was in a band called Barracuda and they were from Chicago. And so they lived in LA. They had a band house in Van Nuys. And uh, Vince, when I went out to visit, I met Vince, and Vince was great. Killer drummer. And I remember calling going, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. So I flew Vince one way, and he helped me drive out. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And, uh, okay. It was hard. So did you crash at his place and all that stuff as well, or what? Yeah, so okay. I moved in, and I joined his band, and we did cover songs, and went up the West Coast, and I played every shitty bar you can imagine. Uh, but I remember I got down the street almost to Chicago to pick him up and I pulled the van over and I was in tears like like I, I shouldn't admit this because whatever right but I was literally it was the hardest thing ever to do is leave everybody I've ever right. known leave my family my friends my girlfriend for this thing inside of me and you don't have you, you know? have no idea what lies ahead yeah and I actually turned the van around and I go I can't do this this is too hard and I, I drove about three miles and I stopped and I was like, if I don't do this, I'm never going to be able to live with myself. Like, what if I would have went? Right. I can always come back. You yeah. know what I mean? But this is my one chance. If I turn around now, I'm never going to. I'm going to end up working the grocery store till I'm 50. You know what? And I turned around. You guys, I have yeah, I know. That's amazing. So yeah. this is like, this is actually really good. I'm going to, guys, I'm going to give you five points on what you just said. That's, okay. yeah. That, <laughs> no, this is, it's unbelievable. So there's this thing that, uh, there's five things that you need to apply. Um, to yourself in life. And if this is like knowing your authentic self, it's know who you are. Sorry. So sorry, it's like knowing there's five things you need to apply okay. to like uh, to yourself in life. And what you just said is you did all of them really. It's like, know who I am. Yeah. Um, I take good care of myself. I own my gifts, which is, you know, your presence yeah. of music and stuff. I live in my values and I love myself completely. Yeah. And for you to stop and not turn around, yeah. that's the belief that you have in your authentic self of saying, fuck, I got this. Yeah. I don't know where it's leading to, like you with Molly, with me, what I do. We all have something that has brought us to a certain point in our life. And a lot of people, quite frankly, like your, um, the, um, the guy who stayed back, what's his name? The, oh, Bobby. Bob, Bob, yeah, yeah, Bobby, he just, there, he, he, he crumbled. He, he had a, he he had a hiccup. Kind of, he probably didn't have that fire. Maybe he wanted it, but it's always the people that want it more. Of course. I think he had the fire. I just, it, I'm telling you, I, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I can't even explain. For two days, four days, however long it took us to get there, I, I was like second guessing was, myself yeah. the whole way. And, and yeah, I don't know. So when did you feel like for yourself, and Jamie, this is a question for you too in your modeling keep, career. I keep like wiggling you guys because <laughs> I my top just busted so again. This, so I'm this sorry. is new for Ashford, by the way. So we're you're shooting our second episode of the Aaliyah Beach Club and Virgin Hotel. Thanks guys so much. So Ashford, earlier in our first episode, she was already busted out before the episode so started. Sorry. So I'm she's so holding sorry, up her boob the whole time. That's why I told you to go, have your hands ready. Sorry, Natalie. Off, He's going to so have his hands ready to take care of the thing that happened. Yeah. So I guess what I want to say is... Don't worry, Natty. I won't let him... <laughs>
touch my boobs. I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is When did you realize, you know, even like at your young start that, yeah, I'm in it now. This is it. I got this. Like, you know, because everybody has to pay their dues. Like even with Molly, we all second guess ourselves. Like, am I going to continue down this path? Is this what I really want to do? You know, we second guess ourselves. So when did you yeah. realize, yeah, this is it? I think he said, like, from the moment, like, he knew he wanted it. Of course. And then you had that little split, like, I'm going to go back. And then there had to be other times throughout your journey where you're like... Oh, there's countless times where, you know, to this day, you know, I second-guess certain things, you know, like creating a new sound that I'm doing. It was a four-year process. Okay. And the whole way through, I'm like... I'm just following my heart, but there's nobody out there that was doing it the way I was hearing it in my head. So I didn't have anybody to follow. There's no roadmap. And, uh, you know, along the way, I was second guessing, you know, get frustrated going, nobody's ever going to understand this new sound, you know, where rock and roll and EDM collide. Yeah. um, Who's your sounding board, by the way? What's that? Uh, Who's your sounding board at this moment when you said, you know, no one's doing this and you feel like, am I doing the right thing? Who do you go to say, hey, is this, what do you think? Oh, God, you know, it's it's one of those things where deep inside, you know, you know, I've had a lot of experience out there. I know what gets crowds up off the ground. I mean, I've played stadiums for the last 10 years, arenas and stadiums for the last 15 years. Um, so I was always that guy that would, I would watch the crowd. Even when I wasn't on stage, I'd go out to the soundboard and I would watch and I would see what is the band doing that's make that gets the crowd reaction. Is it the BPM? Is it the beat? Is it the, and I would just study it as a producer, you know? and. And it's no different than, you know, I've had the opportunity to write and produce, uh, co-produce, like, from Motley Crue to Neil Diamond's, all the different genres. Right. And it's no different. I look at, I could go really deep down that rabbit hole, but when when you're writing for somebody, you got to study their, their, what makes Motley Crue sound like okay. Motley Crue. Okay. It's four ingredients in a stew. It's the way Tommy plays. It's the way Mick plays the guitar. It's the keys that they write in that makes Vince's voice sound... You know, and you have to be always aware of that. you got to learn and study all that to be able to turn around and co-write with that band to make it sound like them. You okay. know, so it's it's no different than you know from writing a song, studying that, than crossing genres. You got to study that genre. Yes, right. Like and that you know, and that all going off the note with the EDM stuff and the GDM for you now. Yeah. It's knowing the what is your beats per minute then what did you find because we're going deep here what's the beats per minute that you like for your new stuff oh for the new stuff i mean the new stuff dance in general uh i'm i'm around 128 i was gonna say a a sweet spot (laughs) for what i'm doing um dubstep's 150 okay you know but uh but I have some stuff. And I have that's, no idea what they're talking about. I knew Jamie about. was going to be like, uh, beats per minute. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, because I knew the, the beat, 128, like, 130. That's like what the, you're hearing out here yeah. is right in the 128. Okay. That just but that that's something and, you have to study and learn and know yeah. exactly what's going to get the crowd the yeah. most of the time. Yeah. You know, you can do like the high, like you said, beats, like the dubstep, which is a little bit higher. Yeah. But that's not going to create the same crowd right. as this does. Yeah. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie. No, it's okay. I like. I feel like I need to go to EDC. We geeked this out year. for a minute there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So he he also mentioned something that I thought was a little interesting that he knew pretty early on, like where he wanted to be. And I'm probably like the opposite of you, to where, like, 
there's no limits for me, so I don't know. I'm constantly like exploring like different avenues, yeah. like something like like shooting, for example. I could have never envisioned myself being a sponsored shooter, right. but the opportunity came, and I pretty much ditched everything else right. and went like full throttle. That's into great. Shooting. Yeah, right. To where. And I always say, because people don't know what they want to do or what they want to be. Right. And I think for me, it's always changing. Yes. But I think that it's freaking incredible that you knew from early on and you've literally... And you stuck to your guns, yeah. you know? That's, yeah. But, but even though the music, you got to change with the time. Well, so course. it's constantly changing and evolving, too. So it's, it's very similar. But it's not so much that it's going to be out of your... It's in my blood. You know, but yeah. you know what I mean, though. You're not going to change who you are just to right. conform and no, per se, no, right? No, yeah. Not okay. At all. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, like I'm modeling, and then I'm like shooting firearms, and then I'm a mom, and then I was like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I went and got my my degree, and I'm like, I'm going to be a teacher. I did that for a little bit, and I'm like, eh, I don't like this. I'm going to do this. So I feel like, for me, my path has constantly been transitioning yeah. and that's kind of what works right. for me right like you you've always kind of stuck yeah, to I'm tennis very, yeah but i've also but i you know but the creative side in me i've done like a like i've done you know the jack of all trades and yeah. I've, everything that i've touched and have done i've been really good at like i've written screenplays i've done like you know i've jumped on stage with a band once i've done like you know like i'm doing this right now i played tennis i played i got a scholarship for football in college i got three scholarships as a matter of fact but i've done it all but it's that thing where it sometimes it just gets a little you got to pick something and yeah. stay down one path but I but at the same time I take everything that I've done and put it into like even right this right now it's given me that discipline yeah. to do this well right, you know and right. so whatever I do like you said I know like like even right now like you know you sitting here it's like we we shoot probably now once a month we do a bunch of episodes together where at sometimes I go god I haven't done an episode in like three weeks yeah but I go Eh, you know, I got this down now because yeah. it's, it's the practice that we put in and then the skill right. and the confidence and, and it's no different, I'm sure, when you taking a chance to make new music. Yeah. So I feel like... I have a question for you because I have a very hard time. <clears throat> I struggle with my relationship and work. How do you balance the two? So I feel like either I'm crushing it in my relationship and then my business suffers or I'm blowing up business-wise and then my relationship is like in the dumps so for me it's difficult to find that balance yeah any tricks for me <laughs> oh god that's the toughest thing is is juggling both really um but again it comes down to the communication and the relationship yeah and uh you know you just definitely got to carve out time for it you know and any any career takes as everybody knows most of your time yes so it does i would say quality time you know, oh, okay. you might not get to spend as much time with the person that you love because we all got to make a living. But when you are together, make it count. Right. Oh, I love know. that. I yeah. do too. I so, think. have you read the five love languages? No. Oh my gosh, I feel like he might be like quality time. I think so. <laughs> no. Yeah. So no. there's there's five love languages in a relationship. It's words of affirmation, physical touch, nice. quality time, gifts, and what's the fifth? Um, Choking. Acts of service, you say that? <laughs> Acts of service, service? Not yeah. choking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That, that always fires up a relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little oh, spicy. Right, <laughs> right. So, no. it, out of the five, where do you think you would fit in? That's a good oh, question. Oh, God. Jesus. I'm, I'm staring at him what, what and we're putting the heat on. <laughs> it's um, gifts. Probably gifts. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. Yeah, gift is uh, the way to a girl's heart. Okay. I'm Wait, learning. what about your heart? Do you want gifts oh, from my, Natty? No. Yeah, I, so I are talking, you yeah. gifts, oh, physical me. touch, words of affirmation, quality time, Acts of service. Acts yeah. of service. Like, do you need someone building you up time with affirmation? You like, like someone uh, no, doing no. something for I would, you? I would say, you know, I would say I, I'm more of that. I don't care about the touchy. I think actions speak louder than words. So acts of service. Ooh, so you're then, you know acts I mean? of service. Yeah. It's like somebody can say it all day long, love it, but, but it's, it's. Right. Do you feel that? You well, know? especially when you're both busy, you and yeah. your wife, it's like, and touching I'm sure you appreciate so bad that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, so I'm definitely. Which one is yours again? I'm physical touch. Mine's yeah. touch like as well. I want but yeah. we're Leo's though, honey. I think we're like, all yeah. physical touch. Yeah, I want to like yeah. be touching. My least one is acts of service. I don't I don't need anyone to do anything for yeah. me. Like, yeah. you know, it's like I could do it by myself. That's me. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't need gifts. I don't need shit. Right, gifts, I yeah. just need to know you're on, on we're on this te- thing together and I'm yeah, good. Like you know? a teammate. Like yeah, like a teammate. Like a ride or die. That's why they're yeah. good together. Yeah, yeah ride or die. For sure. So, yeah. All right, Asheville. Well, okay. So, <laughs> what's going on? So, tell us. Are you going to be hitting the road soon? That's what we want to know. Hitting. We the road? are starting to book shows right now. Okay. Um, which is really exciting, but you know, with the COVID thing, yeah. now we're seeing stuff getting canceled. So, we're going to start focusing hard on 22. Okay. And finally pushing GDM out to the world, which I'm super excited Great. about. Can yeah. I ask you, is it um, you being a musician like that and out there with all these tours and stuff that had to be kind of canceled here and there, disappointing or do you feel like it gives you more time to work on other things? No, it's disappointing. Yeah. Like I'm dying okay. to get on it. Okay. I'm like a fish out of water. Like I, like I said, to this day, I don't fit in to this. <laughs> where I do fit in is an honest stage entertaining people. That's, that's, your, that's yeah, where that's I feel home. at home. Yeah. I, when I'm not, I'm a caged animal. I'm just pacing the house, like, get me on a stage. I visualize Jasper with a green screen in his house, and he's got like like this like band playing on. He's just up there just doing this, you know, with a green screen to keep him interested. I just I love you know? to be. I love to play music. I love yeah. to feel that connection between me and the crowd. There's nothing like it. It's better than any drug I've ever taken in my life. It's more addicting than anything out there. It's cool. When is your next show? Believe it or not, I am playing October 30th at a private party at the Ah, Jackson Estate. Wow. At Michael Jackson's house in Encino. They invited me, the Jacksons invited me to perform there. Uh, Jackson's and Maloof's. They're throwing a big Halloween thing, and it's a that's big awesome. private invite only. Wow, that's great. So it's going to be my first official. You doing your own stuff or yeah. just a collaboration of different no, things? No, the Ashba stuff. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's Gavin awesome. and George are amazing. Yes, yes. Um, Gavin's one of my close. They're all, but Gavin's one of my closest friends. Tell him I said hello. And we're neighbors. Oh, I so love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the private events, does that like light a fire in you just like the the bigger ones like the more intimate i mean to me it's harder to play in front of a room of 10 people than you know 250,000 people right but uh i look forward to it i don't you know i don't get stage fright so i'm I'm excited to just get out and see how people are going to react to this new sound you know it's exciting for me when you are on stage do you ever like right before you go on do you get nervous or are you excited i get pumped i get it's like i said the best way i can describe it like with 6 a.m we're we're back there like 
just open the door. Okay. We're ready, you know. Oh. So it's it's more of a, a caged animal feeling. Like, do you have a ritual like, beforehand? Let me out there. Yeah, it's like four shots of Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's my ritual. See, Travis, he drinks before he works. See. Travis oh, goes, yeah. I, he goes, Chris, if I had a drink right now, he goes, the show would not be produced very well. <laughs> so. Guns and Roses was so bad that I would do four shots of Jaeger, and then I started the show, so they'd take me on, I call it the elevator, like my own lift, and it would take me up like 30 feet in the air, and I would be like in the middle of the LED screen, they would turn it red, so you'd just see my silhouette, and I'd start... And I'm up there on a four by four foot platform, oh, no. and I refuse to be strapped in because I'm like, you know. Oh my um, god! But I'm up there, and it's wobbly, and it's like <laughs> it never fell once, thank God. But uh, oh, thank God, yeah. yeah. Oh. Just I live for it. Well, this has been amazing. Do you have anything else from the day? I mean, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. I could keep you here all day, yeah. but yeah, I just. Uh, you like Jamie, cut you it off. No, no, I feel like you, we, we have to have time. you like in studio. Yeah. And I would love to have you with Natty too, yeah, if you yeah. would be open to that. Definitely. Yeah, we might have to go a little more in depth about the communication stuff. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like it, it's very rare that you meet people in this industry, yeah. in the entertainment industry, that are married and keep it together. It's the right formula. It's been you eight freaking years. So yeah, right. I commend you for that. And you guys are obviously doing something right. Um, I think it's inspiring, and we can definitely learn it's from that. a lot that. of miscommunication. She's well, like, you know that thing, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, uh, and she's like, uh, I'm like, helicopter? She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a lot of charades. Yeah. So it keeps uh, it the fun. The funny thing is you get it, though. That's the crazy <laughs> part about it, though. When you first met her, did she speak English, or was it very little? Very little. Oh. Very little. For the first two years that I knew her, we weren't dating at the bit. We stayed yeah. really good friends. But it was a lot of pointing and, you know. That. Got it. Uh, yeah, no. right. Right. <laughs> it was a lot of that. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> but uh, but man, what's crazy is is she she speaks fluent like insane. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah, like, I can't super wait to meet her. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't wait to have her on for sure. So, right. Well, we are gonna let you go. But we before All we right. let you go, we're gonna ask you one of like a serious dating question now. Ooh. So we're like, you know, that whole authentic self now, you got to put in the work now. So we do a question at the end of every show that you're going to have to answer now. Um, So this is a good one. So hi, Dating Intelligence. I love you guys and look forward to the podcast every week. Dating apps, the quandary, quantity or quality. Should I be blowing through a zillion dates to find a match or give my full attention to one match at a time? Is it a numbers game or does the connection develop with care and time? Any advice? Appreciate it. So what do you think about this? Should she I'm just like g- blow and just like, you know, the numbers I'm, game of dating or? <laughs> blow and go? Is that what? Blow and no. go. No, here, here's. There can be a lot of. <laughs> yeah, like little, like hidden little. Right. No, here, here's the thing with that. I asked my mom when I was like 16 years old, I go, there's so many people in the world. I go, how do you know? How do you know when it's that one? And I'll never forget it. She looked at me and she goes, you'll just know. Yeah. You'll feel it. And I thought I felt it many times before, but I, I you know, the night I saw Natty at that right. club, you just knew. You just like right. fucking, so I read a different. bio on you on when I did my homework on you. Um, you guys got married. You asked her to marry after how long, by the way? <laughs> well, we had known each other for years, okay. but I, I had just, we helped kind of each other through different relationships. She was in a relationship. I was in one. They ended, and I was like, hey, you want to come to Vegas? And... Uh, 
she did and she never went home. That's great. <laughs> but that that plays into this. So virtue is what I'm asking because yeah. like, it's like you just said, you just know when you know. And so I feel like a lot of people play the numbers game. I don't think that it's a bad thing, but I guess you, but you do need to be aware. You know, yeah. like you just can't just be throwing yourself out there with no rhyme or reason. You have to be aware, right? I hope to God I never become single again because I, I look at it now with the internet and shit and the only, oh, sorry, uh, with, with, you know, everything out there, the OnlyFans, the internet, all this stuff, which it's all good, but it's like, fuck the distraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you, how do you meet somebody and, and really connect deeply with them? When everybody's sitting on their phone right in front of you, it's, it's nobody does this anymore. Right. You know, very little. But that's yeah. the sad part. That's scary. Yeah, it's, it's sad because I feel like what you did with your wife, it's that's everyday life. Yeah. And that's what people are missing out on. It's like, like people fall in love or they think they do off of Instagram photos now. It's not like where you see somebody across a club and you. And you have an whole, energy exchange yeah. and you're well, like, we do this thing, oh, am I going to go up to her? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're home playing video games and shit <laughs> and they meet a real girl and they're like, <gasps> they don't even know how to conduct a conversation. So right. it's, I don't know. It has to be tough yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Dating, the whole dating thing scares me. All right, what is your take on it though? What uh, do you think? Quantity over quality? I think I, I've never done the dating apps. I don't see myself ever going down that road. So for me, it has to be um, energy-based. Like I meet someone and I feel like a connection. And then I think you always hear people say, oh, she friend-zoned me. I'm like, you guys, the friend zone is literally the best place to be because yeah. that's how you get to really, right. like the walls come down and yeah. that's how you get to learn someone Absolutely. and get to know them Absolutely. versus like jumping right into right. it. So I always say like, guys, friend zone, best place to be. And like yeah. you said, you guys were friends for two yeah, years. We were. Yeah, okay. So yeah, um, and you still don't get to really know somebody until you start living with somebody. Ugh. And it takes about eight months before the real them pops out, and then it's like, oh. okay, shit, all right. Uh, <laughs> do I just, really want to do this? And, yeah, and it, you know, you make it work. That's great. Yeah. Well, you've been an amazing guest, and thank you so thank much you. for being here, man. Yeah. And thank you so much for like hanging out with us. Yeah. This guy's awesome. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that you guys like behind. you guys looking at this guy over here. I don't so think you can get no, more authentic than this. I thought he was so. gonna be like, I'm out of here. You guys are me. So, Asha, please, can you plug what's going on? Just give the audience where can they find you on uh, social media and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, I'm at Ashba on Instagram, um, Ashba on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Ashba Official on YouTube. And uh, 6 a.m. Give my, a plug of your, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but give yeah, a plug of your single, by the way, your best Yeah, one. my next single coming out is a remake, and it's... It's a festival banger. It's it's awesome. Actually, I haven't even told anybody the name of it yet. Okay. But it's it's phenomenal. But we're also releasing a greatest hits album next month, the uh, 22nd of actually October this month. Um, I don't even know what day it is. Are we in September right? or October? We are in. I'm the same way. I yeah. never know what day no or idea. what month we're in. We're in September, and okay. I want to guess it's about the 19th. <laughs> You're on. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So October 22nd, 6 a.m., we're dropping a Greatest Hits album. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm dropping my next single, uh, GDM single, the 29th. So. Ooh, right. I can't wait to check 
check it out. Yeah, Super I'm excited. excited. Yeah. Jamie, anything so, you want to plug before we go? I mean, just check me out on Instagram, Jamie underscore Billamore. And then, of course, um, Innocent Armor, one of my favorite brands. Check them out. Fashionable clothing. And it's actually bullet resistant. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. And you can find me on Dating Intelligence Podcast on all social media platforms. And if you need to reach me, please keep sending out your questions for Jamie and I, those dating yes. questions. And did a great job in answering that one, by you. the way. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to Nobu. Are they Woo! open yet? <laughs> they are open. Yes. Hell yeah. All right, guys. That's our so. show for today. Ashba, thank you. Thank you, right, guys. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.